Hey, welcome back to Revival on the Air today. In this episode, I have a older couple, John and Hetty Irwin, who've been married for over 64 years. And it's really a part two to a conversation that I had with them several months ago. Part one is about their marriage and relationship. And that's on our other podcast channel called He Says, She Says, God Says. So if you haven't subscribed to that yet, go over, plug that into your search engine or into your podcast app and look for He Says, She Says, God Says, and you'll be able to listen to that. In this part of their story, they talk about how they came to know God and some pretty miraculous things they've been healed of. It's an amazing story. Enjoy. So when you came to Australia, neither of you went to church, you didn't really follow God or believe in God or anything? No. So when did that change? The first time I heard anything about Jesus or God, I knew there was a God, but that's to be somebody, Jesus, somebody, whoever it was, because we used to pray to him. And the only thing we used to pray was, how far they were at in heaven, how Lord be thy name. So I knew there was somebody there then. You know, when we spread that. But when I was in the Navy, they used to have these church parties and this sort of thing. But I never used to go to any of them. Like I say, when I first met Etty, I knew that there was something there with Etty. And it's the same as when I first heard the word about things. And that was when I'd had lung cancer. I didn't know I had lung cancer. I had a 95% blockage of main carotid artery, and I went into Flinders to have an operation on that, which they did a transplant. What sort of transplant was it? They took a vein from my leg yeah. and put it into my neck right. because it just all collapsed. It was all rotten. And what, everybody who goes into Flinders, they gave them a chest X-ray. And as it was leading me through to have this operation done on my neck, they told me I had a shadow on my lung. Yeah. And I thought it was an old war wound that I'd had from three smashed ribs. So I said, yeah, we'll see that job when the time comes. When I came out of the operation, there was people who came to visit me and they says, oh, we prayed for you. And somebody says, oh, our church prayed for you. And my son, who was spirit-filled, himself, he says that their church did a ring around on the phone, prayed for me. They told me I would be in hospital for eight weeks. And I found out while I was in hospital that my two sisters were coming out from England to say goodbye to me. Right. They thought I was on my way out because this all happened around about 34 years ago. And in them days, people who had uh, lung cancer and that, they give them five years and that was it. And my two sisters was coming out and, yeah, it was eight days. I was out of hospital. I was sat in the armchair, beautiful day like it is today, and I looked up in the sky and I thought, there's somebody up there. And I went looking for him. There was a policeman lived across the road. He took us to his church and it was an Easter time. Me and Etty to his church. And all they could tell me was he raised, he was raised. He's raised and that was it. And I came out there and John says, what did you think about it then? I says, no, not like. They never told me who it was who raised. 
Anyhow, I kept looking and there was a big tent came up, put a big tent up down Beach Road. And there was an evangelist called Bill Newman, he come out from America. And I thought I'd like to go and see and listen to him. Anyhow, I walked into that tent and I knew there was something there. It was electrifying. I thought, what church this is? And I went over to this bloke and I says, what church is this one? And he says, this is all the different nominations. He says, that come down to listen to this Bill Newman talk about things. I said, well, where would you find a place like this? And he says to me, just keep looking. So anyhow, I go for my walks down Beach Road every night for my exercise for me long. And this little chap came up to me and he says to me, do you believe that Jesus is alive? I says, you tell me. He started telling me about all these different scriptures. And he says, he gave me a folder, he says, and it says, take these scriptures, he says, and get your Bible out, he says, and read them. I said, I haven't got a Bible. He says, well, beg, steal, or borrow one, he says. And he says, read them scriptures. I only ever had one Bible, and that was when I joined the Navy in the 1940s. And it was a white Bible with a beautiful gold cross on the front. On the first leave I had, I gave it to my mate's little sister. <laughs> yeah, little Pat, little Patty yeah. Kay. I hope she's had some good luck with it. But anyhow, I came home and I told her about this little chap who told me about Jesus being alive and all this, and I'm all less witness to her, I suppose, telling her that. Mm. Anyhow, we sat there this night and I watched the news and I looked across the city. She looked at me and she says, well, do you want to go? So I said, oh, I've jumped ahead a bit for a walk down the beach. And Hetty says to me, that chap has just spoke to you. And I looked. And it was a chap who I'd sold a house to. I was in real estate then. And I said, no, how are you going? And Jack, he says, oh, good. He said, oh, sure, John. I said, oh, he's very religious now. So he said, yeah, he said, I go. And he got telling me everything that this first chap of you told same me. Same thing. Same thing. Yeah. Exactly the same thing. And he says, we have a meeting at our house every Wednesdays. And he says, you know where I live. He says, you're always welcome. And he says, fairly that, says, we've got a little church up at Moana. And he says, come up there. So anyhow, I looked at Tessie, she looked at me, and she says, do you want to go? So I says, come on then. We jumped in the car, and off we went to Moana. And we drove all round and round the place, little old churches, old clothes. And I finished up in a paddock off of Commercial Road. I said, well, I don't know where this church is, Etty. And... <laughs> Next day I looked and I says, oh, there's a school over there. I says, but won't be at the school, surely. We'll have a look. Anyhow, off we goes. And we saw all the cars in the car park. So I says to her, we'll go in there. We'll sit at the back. And if anybody approaches us, gives us the hard work, then we're out of it. All right? So she says, yep. We walked in there. And it was just like walking into that tent. There was that feeling there. And I knew that was it. And I sat there. Next thing, he had a prayer line. And this chap, Jack, who I'd spoke to on this man, he came walking up. And he looked at me and he came over and he says, I've just been down there. He says, and I'd pray for you. I said, oh, thank you very much. Yeah, the next time I went, I was baptised. I got baptised straight away. Betty didn't know about it. 
you didn't know that he got baptised? No. No, no. okay. No. Beauty of it was, I had some pink shorts on, she says. I didn't know, I didn't even know there was pink. <laughs> <laughs> All I wanted to do was get baptised. I'd been on Serapac tablets for two years. And what were they for? For to keep, to get me to sleep on a night. Right, okay. After having me long out and I couldn't sleep. And I was on them for two years. The text them coming off the record. I don't know. But anyhow, I got baptised. And that very first week, as she says to me, how many Serapac tablets you had this week? And said, any. How many times you wake up during the night? I said, oh, I had a healing straight away. Mm. That was my jibbity 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 do speaking in tongues or anything like that. But I knew from then on there was something there that had healed me of that. Yeah. And I'd never even thought about it at the time. Just healed me of it. Just from then on, I've had nothing but healings. When did you get baptised? Well, I was on my own and I went to have a shower and I'm in the shower. So you were in the shower when you received the Holy Spirit? Yeah, yeah. I was yeah. in the shower the on okay. my own and, and I want to speak to Jesus of Nazareth. And I tell you what, them three dogs, we had three little poodles then, they all come charging down to because the bathroom. Because speaking in tongues. Yeah, because yeah. I was speaking in tongues, yeah. Yeah, right, wow. And yeah. so you then got baptised after that, did you? Yes. Yes. Yeah. 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 And so what did that do for you as a family? You've now both been baptised. You both received the Holy Spirit. Yes. Oh, look, well, yeah, it brought us more closer together. But, you know, you think we was... John used to smoke and drink. Oh. Yeah. yeah. And that well, all went. Happy, and then, all, happy and then all went, did it? So how quickly did all your smoking and drinking disappear? Oh, how did that go? Oh, well... When I had me, when I had me long hours, I was still smoking. Of course you were. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah. And um, the thing was, I'd come out of hospital. We had no smoking on the door. We had a big um, snowman in the front yeah, as you yeah. walked in with a big sign on him, no smoking, no smoking. and all that lot. And that was me. <laughs> so you're now down to one lung and you're still smoking. One lung and I went down to two cigarettes. Yeah. I used to go out in the morning. And go down to the office. Yes. Because I knew somebody would offer me a cigarette. And I'd have my cigarette in the morning. Right. And then that was it. <laughs> and on a night time, we used to go down to John and Joseph's because I knew that they'd they offer you... me a cigarette. Could you not give up the no, cigarettes? No, no, no. You used to smoke so... a full packet. I used to go, oh, three packets a day. So yeah. Three, more or less. Yeah. I didn't smoke them all. I give a lot away. Yeah. in real estate. But uh, the thing was, we'd just been baptised and one thing or another. My daughter's mother-in-law rang us up and she says, we've booked you in at the jockey club. There's a big do going on there at the jockey club. We've got your tickets. So I says, okay, Wednesday, so such and such a day. So we goes down to this jockey club and everything was free. Beer, the spirits and everything. Food. So Michael, the son-in-law, says, uh, well, what are we having? I says, he says, jug of beer. I says, go on then. Brought the jug of beer over, poured me a glass out, picked it up. I says, that's off. And he says, my man's all right. I says, you've got a jug of beer for yourself. Brand new Coke, please. I've got a brand new Coke. That's off. And from that day to this, I've never had a drink. 
Never. So what did everybody else think when you were telling them that the beer was off and the brandy was off? Yeah. Even though that happened, and I used to go down to my son-in-law's mother's, Max used to always bring me a can over. Yeah. Put it on the arm. And I used to say, thanks, but no thanks, Max. And that can was still there when I went. But every time I went down and every time I'd go, and it'd still be there. Still be there. Yeah. yeah. And so from that day forward, it's gone. Never. Yeah, never. And what about the smoking? Smoking? Well, that was the same thing. Yeah, that was the same thing. Yeah, right. Wow. I was going out the door for me evening cigarette, and I said, that's it. I said, no, that's it. Gone. And he had a faggot, faggot. Never had another. Yeah. Yeah. Never touched him. Never had another cigarette. Wow, praise the Lord. Another healing that I had was when I went to the doctor's. I had a lump in my throat. And I went near, near Christmas time, Christmas time again. I went down to see him and he says, not good news. And he says, it's your old complaint come back again from your lung. Right. But this time, I could hardly talk, could hardly swallow, but went down to colonnades. Me and Etty, and we met uh, Dion and Barbara. They was in the, the Lord. The sister was, they was in the Lord, <laughs> Dion and Barbara, yeah. my grossman. The sister was, are you going down to the camp this Christmas? And she says, oh, John's not very well. He's got this lump in his throat, and the doctors have told him it's not good news, you know, so he's got the old complaint back again. And They'd booked you in at the booked, hospital. They booked me in with the specialists at Flinders, they're opening up a special room for this specialist to see me on the Monday or something. I thought, the day after Christmas, yes, wasn't it? Yes, And so, anyhow, on the morning, Sunday morning, I wake up and the other says, oh, we'll put you on the prayer line, the prayer list. I say, okay, thanks. And so in the morning, I woke up and she says, where do you want to go? Do you want to go to the Vogue or do you want to go down to the camp? So I says, Oh, I just want to go to the camp. There's all the saints are down there. Yeah. Two thousand of them or more. So anyhow, we went down there. And as I walked in, I was sitting down. There was reading out the prayer list and about Johnny Erwin. About having this cancer of the throat. Yeah. And as I was sitting down, Kevin Williams tapped me on the shoulder and he says, what's your problem, brother? And... Between us, me and Etty told him what was up, probably what. He laid hands on me and he prayed for me. I sat there, listened to the talk, well, the choruses, and listened to the talk. I thought, that, geez, that's easy enough for me. Feeling not easy, you know. And prayer line came up. I went out. I did some prayer about it again. Came and sat down again. Felt a lot easier again. The end of the show, this Jack fella, he came up, he says, do you want to come down to our van and have a cup of tea and sandwich? I went down there. I had a cup of tea and a sandwich. And this is something I hadn't had for a day or two. We're swallowing. I had that. He says, do you want to go and have a lay down for an hour? Went and had a lay down for an hour. When I got up, it had all gone. The lot had gone. The wow. The lump, everything. Completely gone. So I says to Etty, fill me neck. I says, I've got to go and see the specialist tomorrow. She says, yeah. I said, what am I going to tell them? <laughs> Just praise the Lord. <laughs> praise the Lord. I says, you're not wrong. Anyhow, we went down there. The specialist bloke says, I've got a couple of sidekicks with me. He says, do you mind if they have a look? Don't. I says, no. He said, well, what we're going to do, we're going to give you a little sort of bronchoscopy. He says, we're just going to go look into your throat. And yeah. 
have a look what's going on. So I says, yeah, okay. They all had a peep ball and had a look through. And he says, I've got good news. He says, we've got bad news. So I said, oh. I says, what's the bad news? He says, well, the nerve ends on your, well, you had the operation on your neck for your carotid artery. He says, they'll never heal. He says, you'll always have a funny sensation there with them. So I said, oh, yeah. I said, well, what's the good news? He says, you've got another 30 years, enjoy them. Wow. <laughs> and how long ago was that? <laughs> 30 years, 30 years ago. ago. <laughs> <laughs> I've only got a few more in you yet, John. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you so much for both of you spending some time this morning. Have you got room for another one? Of course I've got room for another one, John. Well, this is when Pastor Rex was around. And you always asked me to say, tell this one. We was going to our son in Bendigo. Not that boring. <laughs> we was going to our son in Bendigo. And I'd got gout. My foot was glowing red. Oh. And then she'd put pillars in the bed. So even the sheets. Would... Yeah. Gout can be really oh, painful. If oh, yeah. tell me about it. So she says to me, if you're driving down to Bendigo with a foot like that, she says, you better go and see the doctor and see if gets up for it. So anyhow, I went down to the doctor's and he says to me, I'll give you that. He says, look, he says, I'll put you on these tablets. He says, take them for a month. He says, and come back. He says, no drinking. I said, I don't drink. He says, no smoking. I said, I don't smoke. And he said, no fatty foods. I says, no. I don't eat many of them either. <laughs> Anyhow, he says, I'll see you in a month time. So I said, yeah, okay. So I went and got these tablets, $6 they cost me. And I came home and she says, you're going to take one then? I says, no, I'll take one later. Beautiful day again. And I put them up on the windowsill in the kitchen and I hobbled down to the clothesline, north, south, east and west. I, get, I always get the load one way. I hung on there and I said to him, look, Lord. Don't bang at the table. I said to him, look, Lord, the good book tells us that anything we ask in your name, you'll do it for us. And I says, and I'm going to drive to Bendigo tomorrow. And I says, and I just don't want this foot like, I, like it is, the pain and everything. I says, I want you to take it away from me. I said, Lord, I said, I'm handing it over to you now. I says, now just praise your wonderful name. And I prayed to him, and I hobbled back up the path there and came back in. And then she says, I'm going to take a tablet. I says, yeah, I'll have one in a minute. And I found out I could... <laughs> You could tap your foot on the floor. That's what the noise was, tapping John's his foot on the floor. Top dancing with John. It's the time when John, it just got better and better. Let's keep saying, you're going to take a tablet? So I don't think I need one now. She said, oh, John's holding your mind. I said, that's it. Next morning I woke up and I put my foot out the bed and I said, Eddie, what do you think to that? Doubting Thomas says, it wasn't that foot, it was the other one. So, <laughs> so I put them both out, put them both out, <laughs> and I said, which one? And she says, I'm praise the That's amazing, praise the And Lord. I got the healing straight away. Wow. And I've never had it since. Wow, that's amazing, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, wow, what a yeah. great story. Yeah. Yeah, that's good. You should have seen it. Yeah, I'll bet. Yeah, yeah I'll bet. Well, thank you both very much for spending some time talking yeah. about your amazing life and your amazing stories. That's only part of it. We could probably sit here all day 
Because well, we've had sixty-four years to cover from a marriage perspective. Yeah, I imagine yeah. a lot's happened in sixty-four years. I know, but I'm only twenty-five. Oh, praise the Lord. Thank you so much. Thanks for for having us. I really enjoyed my conversation with John and Hetty. It went for hours and hours. It's just amazing. Hey, we've got a new website, by the way. It's recently been updated and revamped. So head over to revivalontheairtoday.com and have a look. You'll see lots of different episodes there. And you'll also have the opportunity in there to search by topic. So if you're interested in hearing about healings and amazing miracles for people who've suffered from mental illness or cancer or relationships or lives dramatically changed, then you'll be able to search by topic in there as well. Until next time, God bless.